Joining us once again is my dear friend, Utah Watanabe, who is now a forward with uh, the Phoenix Suns. Utah, I believe this is the fourth time you and I have done an interview together. So I just want to say, man, thank you for always making time. You're literally calling us from what's is after Suns practice? What, what's going on here? Yeah, this we just we just had a practice, so yeah, that was a practice. Yeah, gotcha. This guy literally went from guarding Kevin Durant in practice to talking. To me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no the, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, of course, of course. So obviously, for people listening on the Raptors show, they know you because you spent two years with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to ask you a couple questions just about the Raptors, and then about what you've done in your career and your life since playing on the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, I want to take you back to when you first signed with Toronto. How weird was it going into training camp that year? Because the Raptors, for people who don't remember, were in Tampa that season. So what yeah, do you remember yeah. about first joining? Um, you know, like I just did uh, um, uh, two years, two ways with the Grizzlies. And like, um, you know, uh, no one really offered me. And Raptors is, uh, um, I think, one of the two teams that um, wanted to be in the training camp. So, um, you know, and I knew Raptors has like great organization, like great development system, all kinds of stuff. So I told my agent, yeah, just uh, let me just go to uh, the training camp. So, uh, but that was just, like I said, that was in Tampa. That was a little weird, um, but the uh, weather was nice. Uh, I liked it and, uh, uh, you know, uh, everything kind of worked out. So I really appreciate that um, Raptors gave me a chance. Yeah. Um, take us through what the the setup was like in Tampa, right? Because you guys were playing in a ballroom for practice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think you guys lived in the hotel above. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and some guys, I think some guys um, uh, find their, their apartment or condos. Uh-huh. But, you know, I was I was on two ways. So I didn't know if I was going to stay with the Raptors or I go to a 905. So I stayed... Uh, the hotel the entire season that was that was frustrating i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah tell me about that tell me about living in the hotel for her entire season man yeah i mean like you say uh the practice uh we had a practice in the ballroom in the hotel so yeah you know, so to me like everything was in the hotel like and also like i didn't have a car or, like i didn't have anything so all i do is just walk to the practice court do practice go back to my room eat and just down for the day. So I, I like, I literally like never really left the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I think you're probably not the only guy who did that. Right. I think a lot of guys in that season probably were in similar scenario to you. So I could, I yeah. could understand why that season for you guys were so, was such a strange year for the Raptors, obviously having to play outside of uh, mm-hmm. Toronto. Um, so I remember when you first signed with the Raptors, um, there was a press conference to introduce you to, you know, the the fan base, to your typical press conference. And um, there was a lot of Japanese reporters in there. As always, you have a huge yeah. Japanese following. But they always let the English reporters ask the questions first. And, like, we were in Zoom because you guys were away, just like right. now. And, like, nobody put their hands up to ask you any questions. And I was like, wow, I, you know, this is... This is unbelievable. I've never seen a player sign and nobody on to ask questions. Of course, a lot of Japanese reporters had great questions to ask you. That's when I started asking you questions because I was just like, look, no matter what, I don't even know yeah. you. Too. I didn't know you at the time. Um, but 
I just wanted to let people understand who you were and let you to share your perspective with uh, the fam. I don't know if you remember that Zoom call, but it was it was kind of awkward. There's a lot of Zoom calls where it was basically just me asking you questions in English and yeah. other people asking you in Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I I do kind of remember that. And I really appreciate that you asked the question because, yeah, I mean, if that, I mean, like I said, there was a lot of Japanese medias, but, uh, you know, uh, like you guys didn't really want to ask me anything. So I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. And then you're asking me a question. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I see you really popular now, man. I see you doing a Brooklyn Nets podcast. I saw when you got announced with Phoenix Suns, the media yeah. day, a lot of questions. So that's normal. But I, I think, you know, it, it also speaks to the fact that you were a two-way player at that time. So people didn't really know what you were about. And I think that season, um, you know, you were able to win the trust of your teammates, the trust of Nick Nurse, the head coach at the time. And that's what ultimately allowed you to stay with the Raptors for the following year. But what do you remember about some of the veterans on that team for the Raptors that year? Like, who were the guys that you were looking up to or you were uh, working with to try to get more comfortable with the the new team that you're joining? Uh, I mean, obviously, Kalo and Fred, they were like two vocal readers. So, um, you know, you know, every practice, every game, uh, there was uh, there was ones who were always talking to us, uh, trying to lead us. Like, no matter what, like, they are just always, um, you know, in front of us, just uh, talking loud, communicating us. So, yeah, I mean, definitely those two are really I looked up to. And uh, I, really, uh, I really appreciate that, um, you know, those two have done for me. Yeah. I, I know Fred. T- told me in a previous interview that he was always really hard on you because he really believed in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also know that Kyle was just hard on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's Kyle Lowry. He could do that, yeah. you know? Um, I think back then they also called you, they called you Bobby Webster for a while, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because uh, we we both um, um, Japanese. So, yeah. I mean, it's That's... kind of racist, I guess, but... <laughs> Well, I'm kidding. Uh, but, I know. Uh, that's yeah. kind of, um, you know, uh, some people might not appreciate that type of joke, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like, you know, that kind of stuff make me like really comfortable. You know, I was new to the team and, you know, um, those guys just uh, called me the, uh, Bobby Webster and like I was, I was just start laughing, you know, that make me like really comfortable. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of liked it. Yeah. No, that is that is funny. We've also spoken about this too, but the experience of coming to a new country, and I know you've been in America for a long time now, but even still, there's this like a cultural gap, this cultural difference, and you always feel a little bit like you stand out, you're a little bit different. I'm not going to be invited into this group. And I think that those guys, you know, even though they're teasing you, they're, they, they brought, they were inviting you into that group, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Um, so the following season, you guys come back to Toronto and you guys make the playoffs. That was a really exciting year. Um, unfortunately, you dealt with a lot of injuries that season. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of why yeah. you couldn't really stay consistently. But towards the end of that, when when the Raptors ultimately decided to move on, do you remember any of the conversations that you had, maybe with Nick Nurse, maybe with the front office about, you know, what the, what you did with Toronto and also why they were moving on? Uh, I mean, like they didn't say, you know, like specific, but uh, you know, I kind of get I. I could guess that, you know, uh, they were trying to move on. Mm-hmm. But, man, I wanted to stay the Raptors, though. You know, I love Toronto. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a two good season with the Raptors, but I wasn't sure if teams going to offer me. So, you know, my goal was to uh, um, re-sign with the Raptors. And if not, like, I told my agent that, uh, 
if like NBA is not gonna work, then I want to go to the nine or five. You know, I want to I want to really? stay in Toronto. Yeah, that's what that's wow. why I told my agent. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's that's unbelievable because no offense to the nine or five, but you're not a nine or five player. You're not a G League player. Like you've you've already proven what you could do at that level many times. And you've been part of winning programs ever since. Um, well, luckily, your agent found you the contract in Brooklyn. So yeah, tell me, yeah. tell me about so, that opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, that summer, Brooklyn was, you know, uh, trying to move, you know, uh, KD offered the trade. So, um, so they weren't sure, like, what's going to happen. Like, not like, I feel like every individual team wasn't sure, like, what's going to happen, you know? So, like, they were just like waiting until, uh those things settle down and then um i guess i like, katie stayed uh try, decided to stay in uh, brooklyn so uh they gave me a non-guarantee deal so i was like yeah uh you know this is this might be the last chance so like i'm gonna just try it and you know i guess like everything like worked out really well you know i started playing well um i had a great chemistry with my uh teammates uh in brooklyn and you know, I I started shooting like really well. So yeah, that that was a, that was a season. Like you know, uh, when I retire, like I looked back and say like, hey, that season it's like probably like I will never forget. Uh, I don't think a lot of people will forget it because for a while you were shooting fifty percent for three yeah. for like half the year, if not half the year, to the point where people were asking Kevin Durant questions in the press conference, like. Who's a better shooter, Utah or Steph Curry? Two teammates. <laughs> and I think his, I think I think KD's answer was me, as in like, yeah, said, yeah, I'm exactly, a better yeah. shooter. That's why he said, yeah, yeah. But that, I, you were you were shooting so well because I remember when you came back to Toronto. One of the two times you came back to Toronto when you were with mm-hmm. the Nets, there was a game, and I know you know this one. Down the stretch, you were you were in the game with about a minute left. It was a really close game, and I think it was Kyrie who drove in, drew yeah, two defenders, yeah. and kicked it I to you, mm-hmm. and you you hit the three. Tell me about that feeling, that celebration, that moment. I know you love the Raptors, but that had to feel really good. Yeah, I mean, like, I felt good because not not just against the Raptors, but, uh, you know, the fact I was still in the game, like, when we are, like, you know, up one, down one. And the fact that Kylie, he could just lay it up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he, he could just, like, shoot it. But instead, like, he decided to pass me the ball. The trust we had, I mean, that felt really good. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of like uh, one, of, one of my ways to, you know, appreciate the Raptors, you know, uh, to show the fans that. I didn't appreciate it. Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would like, appreciate it if you time, missed. At that time, like, I know you guys are mad. But uh, uh, after the game, actually, like, Lab Raptors fan reached out to me uh, through the social media. Yeah. And they were like, um, I'm happy for you, like, congrats, all kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was, uh, I mean, that really explained, like, you know, um, how much, you know, Raptors fans really care about in, like, former, t- um, uh, former Raptors. And I was like, wow, like, this is great. So, like, I really appreciate um, the Raptors fans. That's uh, that's incredible. And I think you you probably already know this, but the reason why every team that you go to, whether you started in Memphis, going to Toronto, Brooklyn and now in Phoenix the same way. You're really you're a really humble guy. You're you're really like probably one of the most humble NBA players, but you also only ever play for the team. And every fan is going to be able to respect that and relate to that. 
And it seems like, you know, a lot of star players have been able to, you know, gravitate to you because it seems like KD really likes you. I mean, mm-hmm. your teammates again in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, tell me about your relationship with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like we are both kind of quiet, but uh, we were competitor, uh, hard worker. Uh, and like, you know, we had a, we had a great year uh, in the Brooklyn last year. I mean, we didn't finish the way that we wanted it, but, uh, um, you know, still like we are uh, teammates again and uh, trust we had last year and this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so um, grateful that uh, I'm able to play with him and to be able to see uh, how much he put in the work every day, every night. So, yeah, he is. Uh, if you could steal one skill from Kevin Durant, what would it be? Awesome time. If you could, if you could take one skill that he has, maybe oh, one, one shot. Skill. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what would it be? Because obviously he's got a lot to choose from. Man, that's hard. Um, I mean, those midi, midi, mid-range game. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't miss. And like the craziest part is like, if you miss, that's like, just that's not because of the defender. That's it. He's he just missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember last year uh, in the training camp, I had to guard Kevin Durant like every practice. <laughs> and I feel like, Hey, like I, I I just did that great defense and he just catch, catch, catch. Yeah. And then like, you know, once in a while he missed it. And I was like, I mean, like I didn't do anything. He just missed it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be a terrible feeling because you're you're working yeah. your hardest to try to stop yeah. him, but you literally can't yeah. stop him. But you know, it's uh it's good that you guys are teammates then, because you only got to do that in practice instead of in yeah. the game. Um okay. So last year, obviously, with Brooklyn, it was really good. And then obviously the trades happened. KD, you know, moved on. Kyrie moved on. I just imagine it was a really chaotic year just because of all the trade speculation. But at the same time, you guys also played really well as a group. I thought you guys could really do something last year with Brooklyn. You guys had a really good offense. You guys shot the ball really well. Mm -hmm. But whatever, things didn't work out. Uh, In the summertime, another big moment for you. So you're able to represent Japan in the World Cup. And you got to play at home. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Okinawa was not home, but you you were able to play in Japan at home. Yeah, yeah. And you you guys, I remember watching that tournament so much because Canada was in it too, and Canada ultimately won the bronze. But I always mm-hmm. watched your games too because, A, you get to score a lot more when you play for Japan. Right. And B, I loved how you guys played. That comeback you guys against, against Finland, I think that was mm-hmm. one of the first times an Asian team has defeated a European team at the World Cup. Yeah. Take yeah. me through that game and, and your feeling there because obviously they have Laurie Markkinen. You know? Yeah. I mean that was uh that was really like tough game, you know. I was I was dealing with the injuries, so I didn't play well that game. Um I was I was limping my leg, like I couldn't I couldn't really move. But uh, you know, my teammates did a great job, just you know, um stay locked in. Like we I think we were down by like eighteen or like even twenty at like in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, in like in the NBA, you know, it's so fast and like everybody's like so good at it. So, you know, it's it's kind of easy to come back even like when we are down 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the FIBA, like, you know, pace is a little bit slow. Um, you know, um, there's no um, uh, defense with three point, uh, defensive um, three seconds. So like everything packed. So it's kind of it's kind of like hard to uh, come back in the FIBA games. Especially like against those great teams, 
but uh, you know, we stay, we stick to, we stick together. Um, uh, we locked in, and we never gave up. So, um, and the fans were great, though. Um, oh yeah, the arena was so loud. So man, that was uh, that was a definitely historic win for us. And uh, you know, you know, I, even though I didn't play well that game, you know, I was uh, I was really emotional after the game. Yeah, I remember seeing the the pictures and the video after the game. Um, you know, I, I got to say, uh, Japan held it down for all of Asia, okay? Because I feel like a lot of Asian teams really struggled. Yeah. I thought it was a little disappointing for the Philippines, definitely a little disappointing for my Chinese team. But for you guys, you guys had, I think you guys had two wins too, which I think was uh, was pretty key. We had, yeah, we had, we we won three games. Three but, games, sorry, uh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we won three games, yeah. I think you guys had two big comebacks. That's what I'm remembering. So yeah, there's another yeah. game you guys came back to to win the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, okay, so then you 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 signed with the the Phoenix Suns in, in this summer too. Um, mm-hmm. Take me through that decision. Was, was it Kevin Durant? Did he call you? He's like, Utah, we got to team up again. What what was the decision making? Oh, yeah, he he reached out to me. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like when, when I look at the phone, I was like, <laughs> wow. I mean, Kevin Durant reached out to me. Yeah. He, Told me that he wanna play with me again. I was like, I mean, there, uh, there were like some other teams offered me too. So, but uh, you know, I mean, KD is obviously um, one of the reasons why I choose uh, Phoenix. Yeah, no doubt. Um, man, what? That's <laughs> such a good feeling, honestly. Yeah, such a good feeling. Yeah. It turns out if you shoot fifty percent for for three for a whole season, uh, teams will be calling you a lot more. But mm-hmm. not, that's awesome that Kevin was able to make the call. And and I think for you in, in Phoenix right now, you're dealing with a couple of injuries. You haven't gotten mm-hmm. off to the same kind of start you did in, in Brooklyn. But at this mm-hmm. point, you could probably feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that you you you've established what you can do in this in this uh, in this league and what you can do in this role. And I'm sure you'll sort of catch back up uh, to speed uh, soon enough. I wanted to talk about coming back to Toronto. Uh, that was you know a week ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides me and Alex coming up to you and demanding your phone number and you saying no, uh, what, what were some, what were your favorite memories of coming back to Toronto? Because I saw you say hi to a lot of people. I mean, I think it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to see my teammates uh, when I was in Toronto, uh, coaching staff, fans. You know, like um, the uh, great part was like during the game uh, when I don't play, I always like uh, go ride the bike. You know. Oh. Like stationary bike. Okay. And there's like behind the bench. And I was riding a bike. And the fans behind me or fans in front of me were like, hey, like, what's up, Utah? Like, like I'm happy for you. Like everybody like, you know, wow. um start talking to me, like congrats me, like on everything. So yeah, I mean that was uh that was really great. And um obviously like I missed the um city too, like the Toronto, like that's like what like my favorite place wow so yeah uh it was uh, uh good to be back there and you know i played like really bad on that game no come we, on it's okay it's okay I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's okay but um also, also we lost so i was uh, i was mad after the game but at the same time you know like you know it, it feels like really good to be back in toronto like every time i go there yeah no, we're we're always happy to have you, you know. Um well speaking of your love for Toronto, um, this is where I have to pivot into uh, a more shameless portion of this interview. 
So, as you know, your dear friend Shohei Otani is a free agent. <laughs> he is yeah. maybe the most sought-after person in all of baseball. Everybody wants to sign Shohei Otani. Yeah. It seems like it's down to the Dodgers uh, and then the Blue Jays here in Toronto, as you can mm-hmm. see with this jersey. You, who you're actually like really good friends with Shohei, right? Like I'm, I'm not over exaggerating. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we all, yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, you are great friends. You, let's just say you're best friends, okay? I'm just gonna say you're best <laughs> friends. Uh, and you have also played in Toronto. You know what it's like in Toronto. You know the vibe. You know the city. You know how nice it is in the summertime when they play baseball mm-hmm. here, right? Please tell you if he was to call you, if Shohei was to call you, <laughs> what would you tell him about Toronto? Yeah, I'm gonna. I wanna just tell him like you know how great the city is, and you gonna love fans and like people, and like you said, the summertime is like really nice in Toronto. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him all the good stuff about Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know. I know. In your heart, you want him. I know. In your heart, you want him to sign in Arizona so you can go see him more often. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, D-Bucks just went to uh, one of the cities, so I was kind of hoping that they know, don't need him, bro. Come, they don't need him. It's all good. It's it's yeah, all good. Yeah. We we need him. We need him in Toronto, okay? No, I uh also I, like um um the pitcher uh for the Blue Jays. Kukuchi. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, Shohei went to high uh, same high school. So I mean they got I think that they got uh, um good friends uh relationship. So you guys have like big chance, I think. Okay. You know this is gonna be in headlines everywhere now that uh <laughs> best friend. Best friend Yuta Watanabe oh, says Shohei is signing Toronto. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, last thing before we go. Um, yeah. When you were back in Toronto, we hand you the shirt because you, uh, mm-hmm. and it has Yuta Tabuse on yeah. it. Um, so you're actually not the first f- Japanese player. You're not even the first Yuta to play for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> right. Uh, for the people in North America, because I he only played a very little short amount of time mm-hmm. in uh, in North America. Can you tell? us what his game was like and, and what his importance is in Japan. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he was the first first Japanese to ever make it to the league. So, you know, um that game I still remember like I was nine or ten years old back uh, uh at that time. But I was watching the game and when he stepped on the court I was screaming like like we were so happy like every like Fans went crazy, and you know, uh, he just became pioneer. So um, that really, like, you know, made me feel like, okay, like, it's possible. You know, mm-hmm. like Japanese, like a Japanese just made it to the league. It's not, it's not impossible anymore. He just made it. So, so yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's just, he just great impact he, he had a great impact on the uh you know japanese basketball team and uh you know it also me and i know i'm sure uh to rui too and i'm just hoping that you know i can have same type of impact to the younger generation now because you know still like only three japanese players uh playing in the league like yuta tabuse me and rui hachimura I wanted more, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's possible. So I want uh, a lot of young guys to dream to be an NBA player. And, you know, uh, I want them to try it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to be the example for this generation. You and Rui are going to be the example for this next generation of Japanese fans. 
So that's awesome. You forgot to mention that Yuta Tabuse was like five foot six. If if a five yeah, foot yeah. six Japanese guy can make the NBA, I think a lot of people might be able to yeah, make the so. NBA. Thanks you know, so. Yeah. so he's a legend for sure. Okay, Yuta, yeah, we're taking amazing. a lot of your time. Thank you so much for calling us from Phoenix. Yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll get ramen next time. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't go Eastern this time, so I was I was mad too. I didn't it's, have time. It's okay. You could take you could take you could go with Shohei next time. Uh, in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. See you, Yuta. I uh, appreciate it. Bye.